Guys. Hey, Guys. everybody. Oh, Mathis is being all coy, like cool and coy. Yeah, John's got a special announcement. And Guys. by John, I mean both of us. Yeah, because we just had an amazing conversation with Gunger. Yeah. Like rea- yeah. the real Gunger. Like we ain't making <laughs> this up. We didn't, we didn't play these people. The, you know? the real Gunger was on this the podcast real- just now. Yeah. And it's really cool. Well, it's about talking to be on about- this podcast, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's really cool because we've been talking about their trilogy album these past few weeks and just yeah. kind of how inspirational it's been to us as, you know, this kind of spiritual journey and just a- making us feel all the feels. And yeah. so Mathis reached out to their people and surprisingly, I mean, I remember Mathis told me we were both yeah. kind of like, nothing's ever going to happen. And they emailed <laughs> us back and we like did it. Yeah. It's still a little like crazy to me, but um, it is. Yeah. And math is going to tell you some of the stuff we talked about. You guys are going to yeah. literally have your minds blown. It I was mean, amazing. It was I mean, amazing. And I was in awe of them and in awe mm-hmm. of just how articulate they were and how they they've thought about feel. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, but I think it's such important concepts and yeah. conversations to have and yeah. It really emulates everything that we wanted this podcast to be. They just did it a lot better. So, <laughs> well, I think that honestly, Gunger is the musical form of everything that I I want our podcasts to be. Same. You'll hear you'll hear in the 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 conversation that they talk about how God is just a big important part of their life, and when they make music, they're talking about God, but they're also talking about all of these other things and that's the way that you know hello and to do is it's yeah so i mean going off of that um gunger if anyone doesn't know who gunger is they are this amazing band and they just released a trilogy of albums over the past year and a half or so and the the albums are they're all under the concept album or concept title of one wildlife. So the first album is soul. The second album is spirit and the, the third album is body and the albums sort of are designed to encapsulate the existence of a person, like what it means to be a human being, what it means to exist. And ever since I, I got like knee deep in this music and, and like John said, we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast. So um, you guys have heard a little bit of this already, unless you're new. If you're new, welcome. But hey. <laughs> yeah, if you're new, hey, hey, to <laughs> hey there, you, guy. to you specifically. But yeah, we and we we've talked about this uh, v- not vaguely. We've talked about this on and off on our podcast uh, every ever since I I got knee deep into the albums. I've just realized it's sort of one of those things that's everything you didn't know you needed, you know? It's Yeah, totally. It's incredibly uh moving the third one, Body, just came out uh, 3 weeks ago, 4 weeks ago now. Oh yeah. So it's sort of like the trifecta of it all it has just now been completed. Uh It's amazing. Yeah, and it's really amazing, guys. I I could not recommend that you listen to it more. Like John said, I, when I got rocked by it, I gave it to John, and then John got rocked by it, and I was like, if there was any way in hell, rocked out together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, when when I realized how much it was, 
how much it was just moving me and moving you, I was thinking if there if there's any way in hell to have them on the podcast, they are the perfect guests. Yeah. And and we reached out, like you said, and and their people got back to us. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Something really uh, unique to the conversation. We talked a, a lot about their music. And, and the spirituality behind it. And, and yeah, the spirituality behind it. And they're just such transparent human beings that it's it's very moving to listen to them talk about it their really lives is, yeah. and about how they see spirituality and God. We're both just like sitting in awe pretty much. We're just like, you keep talking. Yeah. We'll just sit yeah. and listen. <laughs> <laughs> and then something something we didn't realize we would be talking about until right before the moment that we started interviewing them was that this this interview just happened to land on the day after our US elections after our presidential elections and the whole world is is caught in this shell shock of a moment because Donald Trump Donald Trump wow I'm I can't even Donald? accept the words as I say them Donald Trump Donald Trump is going to be our next president and we just had to have a conversation about that it's in the air it's like the elephant in the room right now wherever you go it's it's sort of hard to avoid, even if you don't want to have a conversation about it. It is all right. up in your mind and in your emotions. And and we had a really interesting conversation about what it looks like over the next four years to to keep on keeping on. And, and it's a really important message of hope that a lot of people are, are finding hard to hear right now. And yeah. and I'm hoping that you guys are encouraged when you hear it. Obviously, and and we talk about this in the episode. This is coming at a um, this is coming at a time a few a few days later. That you know the episode when you guys hear it is a few days later after this moment, so it won't feel exactly the same. But it may, <laughs> as John says, yes, that's it true. Touche, touche. But yeah, guys, I I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Let's let's just yeah. jump right in. Uh, totally. You want to give us the old plug? The deets. Yep. Okay, deets. guys. As always, you can send us questions to our email. Get involved with this conversation, especially this conversation, because it's so great. Please do. Um, at our email, hello and do at gmail dot com. H e l l o a n d a d i e u at gmail dot com. You can hit us up on Twitter at hello and do. And as always, rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes because that helps people find us. Yes. And please enjoy this. And Enjoy it, guys. Yes. Hey everyone, and welcome to uh, this week's episode of Hello and To Do. This week we have a very special interview with we do with Michael and Lisa Gunger, who are on the other line with us right now. Hello. And there they are. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> and and Michael and Lisa are the are the members of the band Gunger, and we wanted to bring them onto the our podcast because their One Wildlife trilogy is incredible. And the moment that I I fell in love with it, I knew that we had to reach out to you guys and just talk about it a little bit. And I'm so excited that you guys are here with us. 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thanks for yeah. having us. I guess to to just explain a little bit of what our podcast is like, John, if you want to take that away. <clears throat> yeah. So Mathis and myself, we met in college, and we actually went to a Christian college in Indiana. Um, we both grew up within the Christian church, and then um, at college in uh, Indiana, we really bonded over movies and TV, um, and then I'm two years older than him. So when I graduated, I went off to grad school and he stayed at Huntington. And um, during my time in grad school, I went through a lot of religious questions, spiritual transformation, and kind of over these past several years, um, as me and Mathis, as our friendship has grown, we've also been talking a lot about spirituality and what that has meant to us in regards to, you know, how we grew up in the Christian church and how we may not really agree with those ideals. And so what do we kind of do with that conflict? And so we talk a lot about that on our podcast and we go through all these different types of topics to talk about with each other. And yeah, Mathis, can you think of anything else? Well, I guess just another really interesting fact about the whole thing is that uh, John is based in Chicago and I'm based in LA. So every week that yeah. we do our podcast, we basically call each other and it's it's like a long distance phone conversation that we uh, <laughs> upload weekly. Yeah. yeah, it's our long distance friendship. <laughs> yeah, I do that with uh, my friend Science Mike. We have a podcast. We do the same thing. I'm in LA. He's in oh, so you, Florida. Florida. So you guys oh. do that in two different places as well? Yep. <laughs> I've got a secret for you. Awesome. I always thought you guys were in the same room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. A lot, a lot of That's times, cool. a lot of times we are, but a lot. Uh, okay. Magic of least, podcasting, you know? Yeah, at least half the time we're not. I've got a good secret for you, though, for, for long distance podcasts. Oh, time.gov. Time Sync up your clocks. Time.gov? You go to time.gov and it shows the exact same seconds on both of your computer screens. And you say, let's start recording at 30 seconds or whatever you say. And then you just do it and you're synced up already. Oh, my oh. gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> All you podcasters we'll just. just well, that's a pro secrets. tip right there. That's pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into let's get into a few questions uh, about the music then. Uh, just to to start us off, John, go with it. <laughs> what kind of questions sure. should we start with? Well, so over these past few weeks, well, actually, like a month ago, Mathis told me to start listening to the trilogy that you guys put out, and um, when I listened to it, it was just it was amazing. And so me and Mathis have been talking about on our podcast for like these past few weeks, just talking about how it's been such like an integral part of kind of just our spiritual life at this point in our lives. Right. And yeah. just kind of the, just the journey of what the trilogy albums do. And so as we were thinking of questions to ask you guys, we were really seeing how the albums made us feel. And so like the first one is that the trilogy really seems to focus on the idea of the essence of the human soul and its ability to almost transcend this physical nature that we live in. Um, and so do, do you think that the human essence remains constant throughout our lives or does it change as we change and mature? Because I know um, on that five part liturgist podcast that you um, when you guys went over the last album of the trilogy, you guys kind of talked about your spiritual journey and kind of how that changed from, you know, the evangelical Christian to kind of you kind of moved away from that. And so when it comes down to like the essence of the human, do you think that that is something that doesn't change or do you think it changes with us as we you know mature and get older yeah great 
great question. Um, I think I think about it a little differently even than when we started the project, interestingly enough. Hmm. At the beginning of the project, it, we, it was a lot of like, what what is a human being? We even put that in the first, in the soul record that am I, like all these questions. What am I? Am I an alien? Am I a God? Am I an angel? Am I yeah. an animal? Am I, you know, like, um, yeah. you can look at it from any number of lenses. One, one thing that remains constant is, uh, well, actually, <laughs> no, there's nothing. I can't think of anything that, that remains constant. Um, That's I was going to say the, the story, <laughs> The story of I am I, I am me, that's somewhat constant, that you continue to think of yourself as yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but but even what that is, what you what you define as yourself and how you think of yourself certainly changes through the years. Um, your essence as far as your emotions, of course, your your beliefs, your uh, energies your the way you're related and connected to other energies and other people and other streams of thought and whatever see i i don't i don't think that um i think when you keep going down that rabbit hole what's so mm. interesting is i think you eventually wind up at the same place as you do when you ask really when you go down the rabbit hole of any of these three things spirit soul or body go all the way down the rabbit hole even with even with body what is a body? It seems like in, in common sense, we should know what a body is. We feel like right. on our experience on this level of reality at this scale, well, the body is this thing that ends with my skin. Um, but we're looking at just such a, so the, the water that I just drank before I sat down here, is that part of my body? Um, does it, right. what point does it become part of my body? My blood, when it's in my blood, if I give my blood to somebody else, does that mean my blood is it, that I'm partially their body too? Or what's their body now? Or the air that I have in my lungs right now that I'm just breathing in and out that was just in Lisa's lungs. Is it, how does that interact? It's, it gets fuzzy, especially go down even farther down to quantum level down farther past that word, like just this vibrating strings that doesn't, don't really have boundaries. You know, it just gets real weird. The further down the rabbit hole you go, and eventually I think you just get to whatever is. <laughs> you get down to just yeah. the bottom of it, and it's just, call it whatever you want. Steve, God, isness, uh, name it, whatever you want. But I, I think that's what you see. I mean, in Hindu tradition, they call it Atman, or, uh, or Brahman yeah. is kind of... Uh, the ultimate self, you know, so I think there's some interesting stuff there, but so what is a soul? What, what level are you looking at it from? What plane are you talking about? <laughs> so you can go all the way yeah. down into it where you totally deconstruct it. But that was part of the fun of this record of these records was playing with those ideas and from different perspectives and on different planes. Right. And, and what I think is so great about the third record that really just profoundly hit me was that any element of who I am is important and you know to talk about it generally uh the the body for example like every piece of it is so important to the actual being of who you are and like people we've talked about this a lot on our podcast people constantly will just neglect certain aspects of their of their their being like people put down the power of the body 
to influence the mind and the mind influenced the body and how all of it's related to the spirit and the album was just rocking me every time I listened to it where I was like this is exactly what? right this is what I this is what I keep saying it's <laughs> it's so much more than the than the spirit like everything is related to each other yeah. that's cool one thing I really like about the the trilogy of an the album trilogy is that it kind of it's almost like a diary or journal of kind of where almost your guys' spiritual journey is as a couple. And I feel like the albums have a very fluid sense to it. And I was wondering, like, is that, do these three albums, is this something that just like came up almost as if you were breathing? Like it was a very natural thing for you guys to write these three albums or was it just something you woke up one day and you're like, oh, I've got it. You know, we're gonna do these three albums. It's gonna be mind, body, soul. Or was it more, was it more of a difficult process? I guess what was, what was the process in, in the mindset in doing this trilogy? Well, we started off with wanting to do one album, and, um, and it was already going to be called One Wild Life. And that was born out of a bunch of things that we had gone through in 2014. And um, mm-hmm. the birth of our, of our daughter, uh, who is incredibly amazing and beautiful and perfect. And we, when, when she was born, we didn't know it, but she was diagnosed with two different heart defects, had to have her first surgery when she was two years old, second is six months old. And she was also um, diagnosed with Down syndrome. And so we uh, were spinning with that news and going through surgeries. We weren't, you know, really prepared for the world of, you know, facing the possible death of a child is something no Mm -hmm. one is really prepared for. And it was Mm -hmm. way more crushing than I ever imagined it to be. And um, so, so that even just imagining what you know, what is if she survives all of this? What is what is her future? And seeing so many areas where we, I mean, where we are, the we feel like we have been blinded uh, and buying into the ways that our culture um, so kind of de- dehumanizes people with special needs, and even you know, championing the the bigger, faster, stronger, the, the smartest, the best of the best. And so, I mean, we're wrestling with all these ideas. And even within that, we are having a crisis of faith <laughs> and mm-hmm, um, right. moving from our home and from our community. And for a while, we were a little, a little, uh, a little homeless. <laughs> uh, probably, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely the best kind of homeless you could be. We, def- we had family we could go to, and but we're living off of family and uh, friends. And um, we had a really good friend die in the midst of all of that. And it just was one of those things, like thing after thing is coming and hitting us. And because of that, we were writing a lot. And so it did feel a lot like breathing. Yeah as you mentioned before, because we just had to, we just had to be writing in order to process life and everything that was happening. And, and so it was kind of like a discovery, I think, of realizing that it needed to be a trilogy. And we had so many songs, so many that we didn't want to discard and get, you know, get rid of because we, we had so many things to say. um, Yeah from what we were learning and we, we wanted to, we wanted to say all of it. Um, and so, so yeah, we're like, well, maybe this should be a, a trilogy. And, um, and 
soul, spirit, body, talk about the whole of life, embracing pain and suffering and beauty and joy alike, how it's all valuable and good. And um, But the idea for the last one, body, the idea of like birth to death didn't really come until we were about, I don't know, maybe we had a few songs and then, it, yeah, it's kind of like the art the music was like showing itself to us of like this is what I want to be you know <laughs> this is what I wow. want you to say and so there were definitely some holes in within each of the albums that we were like okay now let's write this because we need a song that mm-hmm. speaks to this and then there were other songs we just were naturally writing already oh interesting so it's yeah. like it's some of it's like an an outpouring and then some of it is like working within the limitations of creativity mm-hmm. in order to to just mm-hmm. craft it into a certain stream. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's kind of like pouring the initial, I, I'm, I'm getting lost in the analogy I was going to do. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> you have to like pour the, pour the initial mold <clears throat> that looks really rough, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it becomes a matter of like really chiseling it away and getting the actual piece of work that's underneath all of the, the vagueness. So coming up with the concept <clears throat> was sort of setting the, the outside mold or, or pouring the initial pour of what I see. That's why I'm confusing. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tracking. I gotcha. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, I'm not a visual arts person. I'm like, you pour the concrete before you mold something, right? And <laughs> right, statues and you craft right, a statue or something. Yeah. Oh God. Sorry. I think, I think Anal- analogy right gone awry. <laughs> That's so funny. <clears throat> I was um, gonna go with Dave. I was trying to move towards David. a David example, but I didn't want to compare the work to David. Michelangelo is David. That so with I was. Art, just art <laughs> I know, I know, but that's yeah, why like, I didn't want to compare it. It's a big, it. it's a big uh, slab, yeah. and you're taking away what doesn't need to be there. Yeah. 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 Good. Mm. Good Thank one. you. Good yeah. one, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I, I kind of want to ask a question about. Uh, it kind of it kind of fits into the the Christian music label, and it doesn't. Like I was talking to John about this when I first told him to listen to the trilogy. I, he was like, "What kind of what genre is the music?" And I was like, "I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like you really just have to listen to it because it because it is, it is Christian music, but I just can't put that label on it. Like I don't feel comfortable calling it that at all. And and even after John listened to it, he was like. You can't call it Christian music. Do you remember this, John? Right. I do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I just, well, I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you call your music exactly? We don't believe in the existence of Christian music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, good. <laughs> Christian labeling something Christian is a marketing gimmick. So I mean, it, it certainly. That's true. Yeah. Um, people use that to market, and our, we've had a label in the past that. Even though it was a mainstream label, technically, uh, it it categorized our music under Christian music for a couple of records. But yeah, I don't know, and it's it's all market. I mean, any genre really is is a marketing gimmick. But yeah. um, I don't know. We we certainly want to make music that is informed by everything about us, including our beliefs, and mm-hmm. and that is connected to that. That it's not like cut off from any part of our lives. And that's actually a big yeah. part of what, why we wanted to do the trilogy too, because because we've written so much about existential issues and faith issues and spiritual issues and written a lot of songs to God and that kind of thing. 
because we've done that, people have kind of gotten a perception of us over through the years, especially from the first couple songs, you know, things they heard from us, putting us in this category in their mind of worship or Christian music or whatever. And um, to do that, to be in that category and only in that category, you really have to cut off a lot of your life. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I write yeah. about is God, is my relationship to God, is my, uh, my doubts or my faith. What Like that's, it's a very, so, you know, so us having a child with special needs, we can't write about that because we're Christian musicians or because, or we can't write about systemic racism because we're Christian musicians. You know what I mean? So you cut off all these right. parts of, of reality. So, uh, at this point and for years, music, even when we started Gunger, I mean, to us, music was music and you sing about what's going on in your heart and your brain and, um, whatever that happens to be. And, and the trilogy seemed like a, a nice way of us being able to reach into other parts of our lives. Um, yeah. And write from it without it being weird on a record on a single record. Cause one thing that it's been hard because we wanted to do that. But when you go from a song like vapor, which is like sort of a worship song, um, even though it's sort of a post deconstruction worship song, it's kind of an, um, <laughs> but it's, it's still nonetheless like this opening to God or to mystery or whatever you want to call it, Steve. Um, it, it's, uh, going from that to like, we had this other song, we ended up putting it on body or like alien apes going from that to alien apes on body. <laughs> that's exactly what came yeah. to my mind. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. It would be like, of. that's a weird, weird. <laughs> it's it's a just it's not even just weird. I don't mind weird. It's just not a necessarily a coherent listening experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going right there, um, it's kind of just j- too jarring. So having a trilogy would allow us to move slower through these different themes yeah. and get get to Alien Apes eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. And as far as our relationship to our faith, I'm more inspired by people like Terrence Malick as a filmmaker or something mm-hmm. who definitely Absolutely, draws yeah. on his faith or imagery of his faith and talking about these big existential issues. But also who's going to say Terrence Malick is a Christian filmmaker. You know what I mean? It's like that, yes. that tension. Right. I like that tension and I hope mm-hmm. to make music that exists within that sort of mm-hmm. honest place enough that it's, you can see mm. our beliefs in it and whatever, but it's not a prop. It's not religious propaganda. I've always wondered like when in regards to being in a partnership and kind of going through this spiritual journey together, kind of what is that process like if, and I don't know what your guys' process was, but like if one person, you know, is having all these kind of different spiritual experiences from what maybe you guys grew up with, how does that work in a partnership and how do you guys kind of move forward um, together on the spiritual journey? And I don't, it seems like with you guys, you, kind of do it a lot through your music, but I was wondering if you could kind of explain that a little more. Yeah, well, I think lucky for us, we, I mean, we've always been really open in with each other and talking through our beliefs and disbeliefs. We'd always wrestled with that together. But there were mm. times, you know, one of us would like leapfrog head of the other one and say something outrageous <laughs> and then by, and vice <laughs> yeah. versa, you know, uh, I mean, I remember one day telling Michael, I was like, babe, I just, I don't think I believe the Old Testament. And this is 
years mm-hmm. ago, you know? And he goes, he, oh, yeah. he, I mean, he laughed, which is Michael's response when anyone says something like outrageous, you know? And uh, he goes, he laughs, he's like, uh-huh, but I don't, I don't think you should tell anyone that. It was really funny. And so now, yeah, I mean, you know, he was an atheist. Like, come no, on I'm, not an, I'm not an atheist No, now. not now. I was like, he, he was an atheist. <laughs> so, it was, you know, so we would have like this, you know, this, this effect of like, bouncing ideas off of each other and I and I'm really grateful that we that I feel like we both were really open to letting each other change because I think right when mm-hmm. when you're married and you have this restraint on each other of like no you told me you believed this and you're always going to believe this that's very common I mean for yeah. me it didn't it didn't get scary for me when it really got scary was the day Michael told me he didn't believe in God anymore because it had always been about like well what is God and us you know taking these, uh, all these attachments of our Western American white privileged views that we've attached to our faith, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, it had always become about like what we need to take off, uh, the attachments we need to let go of that are poisonous. But it was never mm-hmm. really like, does God actually exist, you know? So when he told me that, I was, I was pretty terrified. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really really difficult but he, he told me that before Lucy was born yeah. it was almost four years it's almost four years now yeah years that's now. crazy wow um, mm. so it was yeah it's um it's I think one of one of the hardest things a couple can walk through I saw my parents disagree on right they were they were both Christians and they disagreed on so many issues and they got divorced and so immediately I'm seeing my parents even believing in the same vein of faith, you know, and it's still not working for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was because of that as well of going, I, I mean, just all, so many of the other people I've seen and marriages that make it and don't and me really wrestling with this idea of what is love and what is acceptance and what is it to really love another human being is that, that they adhere right. to all of your rules and regulations and how I, what I think is right. And, or is that letting them go through a necessary journey, you know? And, and cause I think if you don't go through it in a good way, you end up crashing and burning. And, and I didn't want us to live a, a two sided life ever, you know, no matter mm-hmm. what we yeah. believe. Cause I think that's what, yeah. that is the poison. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was really hard, and there were times I, yeah, I was like, what, <laughs> what, is, yeah. what is happening? I've got, you know, family members calling saying, you guys are really falling off the deep end, and I'm thinking, I think you're no. right. I think <laughs> <laughs> you're right, we have. Uh, but, you know, and One I think st- it's also good to, like, take it with humor. I think it's just even growing and expanding our minds of, like, who we are in in looking at space and the universe and is, is actually helpful to us to go, who are we to think that we have this figured out? Who am I to think I have the, the corner of truth or that can be certain, you know? Right. Um, in the grand yeah. scope of it all, how can I actually have this figured out? And if I am with someone who's actually, and that's, the, that's I feel like, is the key, is like, are you actually going towards love? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when I saw Michael you're going towards love, you're actually looking for truth. Well, yeah, why would I stop that? So, yeah, I mean, we were down different pages for a while, and same page, different page, same page, 
on and off for a while, <laughs> and now I feel like we are. Yeah, we're pretty much on the same page right now, right? Pretty close, I think. Are you uh, thinking about? Are you thinking about anything else that's like super <laughs> crazy? <laughs> Should we talk about this? Yeah, any bombs right now? you want to drop right now? I know. <laughs> right. Well, I have five other wives, and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that what's. Uh, for the most part, like all of the albums and all of your guys' music in general works a partial a, a, a partial bit of the time as duets, and it's so powerful mm-hmm. because you both can be singing from from these two different emotional standpoints or from these two different thought processes related to the same idea, yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. just it's not just always there to be there. It's like you can feel, I think this is kind of where John's question is coming from. You can feel that two people can mm-hmm. be like uh, going through something together and their their feelings about it might be opposite or like they're both uh, going about it in some kind of different way and it creates this this really profound effect. Yeah, I've in the last six months I've had this new, appreci- new appreciation for... Um, for Lisa and for this will sound all weird and new agey or something, but the, the how the energy of Lisa and my energy, how there's a there's an important mix between them. Like my ego needs there's something about Lisa's energy and with that kind of unlocks something in my ego. <laughs> that my mm-hmm. I'm a, like on the enneagram I'm a five and she's a two, so fives tend to get, which is people don't know like personality sort of thing. A typing kind of thing and um <laughs> my type gets like kind of caught in my own head i can easily just kind of detach from the world and live up in the in the castle of my brain and lisa's yeah. a person that is very uh like if she as soon as she sees somebody that's in pain or whatever she's physically with them saying how can i help you and she's down there touching them and being with them. You know what I mean? It's like just very different than me. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like, what sort of problems can we solve to make your life better? <laughs> She's just like there with them, hugging them. You know what I mean? Um, so there's right. something about yeah. that energy that for our lives works. And, and and I think it's added a lot to Gunger's musical and lyrical um, sort of flavor as well. It's sort of a, a an interesting fuse, you know, when you see uh, Korean Mexican taco trucks, so you know it's like these two different things. Yeah. Like, oh, that's actually delicious. Um, there's this the kind of difference that we have that even when we come into the writing process, and some of it's personality, and some of it's just aesthetic difference. You know, I'm kind of a nerdy. I studied jazz in school, and and can get into the really composition of the piece and want to take it, let's do this like this. And she'll come in and just, um, be like, but here's this, this really beautiful melody. And I'll be like, oh, those two together, that would be really nice. <laughs> uh, rather than my yeah, melody, right, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, so whatever, the the two blend, it's been nice finding how, how the two energies work together and doing these three albums like this in a row quickly has made us have to get done, have to get stuff done quickly. So we've had to learn how to like, you know, throw it in the bowl and stir it up, see what happens quick. We don't have time to like think about anything else. That's, that's what's happening. So, um, (laughs) I think, yeah, those, those are 
working together is, is important on this for what Gunger is. Well, that's, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like whenever you were, uh, you're working on the, this, the last three albums or albums in the past or just a, a specific song maybe, did you, do you feel like God at times is like aff- affirming, like you can sort of feel this feeling like, oh, that's what oh, we're supposed gonna to be do. Good. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is totally what the song is supposed to be, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know what you guys would label it, but I, um, what, what made me want to ask this question is I, I watched that new documentary on Hillsong, and they talked about how they, I don't know if you guys saw it, but they talked about how in this most recent album, they kept making music and thinking that it wasn't what God wanted them to make, and they would scratch a song, or they would scratch a rhythm, or they would scratch a track, and while I was watching them do this, I was feeling really like mixed up about it because I was like, I don't really know if that's something that you should be reprimanding yourself on. So I don't know. I've just I've been having this like I've been thinking about it ever since I saw them like struggling with that moment and I just wanted to ask you guys how you felt about that. Yeah, that's interesting. I've made records I don't know, I mean we did have for even though we made all this music, we had probably twenty songs or more probably about 20 to 30 songs probably that ended up in the trash can mm-hmm. um, throughout the process. So that were like pretty fully fledged songs, not just ideas, but songs um, mm-hmm. produced and everything. And so you can edit yourself to a point of paralysis where you don't know. And, and there's that kind of a weird thing where you're trying to so hard to make it perfect mm-hmm. that you kind of lose something in that you mm-hmm. lose you can i think you can hear something that sounds desperate you know i feel that you can yeah. feel like versus just somebody that you can feel that they're in a moment and this is their heart or whatever it's just what it is um and for me that's always a that's a balancing act and it's the aesthetic decision it's like what do you want to make yeah i think only the creator of the of the of the art can know this is the thing or not and you can have all sorts of hangups yeah. and attachments about, uh, you know, if you're all insecure about yourself and you're, and what you're trying to make and you try so desperately, I've heard so many records where it's like trying, trying so desperately to be acceptable. Everything is perfectly tuned and perfectly timed and perfect. It's supposed to be, yeah, it's the absolutely. perfect melody mm-hmm. and it's just has no, nothing. It's just dead, right? It's just a dead lifeless mm-hmm. piece right. of, of math or something. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Sorry, no, no offense to any mathematicians <laughs> that see yeah. math as beautiful and alive. Like, wait, 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 Dad sees a math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I guess that yeah, that's the that's up to the discernment of the of the artist. And I personally like artists that I can feel their soul in the work. And if they yes. if they edit themselves to the point where they edit out their soul, they've gone too far. But that means they're not yeah. very good at what they're doing. You know, the people that are really good at it are the people that know that line, like. No, that was the take. I know that was the take. It felt right. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had songs yeah. where we're like, we go that technically, or I mean, you could say, oh, that doesn't, the pitch is off a little bit. Thinking specifically about a song that we did on the I Am Mountain album, but we all sat in a circle and did this one song and it was the first take and we're like, whoa, like that's it. And I felt really insecure mm. about different, you know things I sang or my the the tone or right and we tried to replicate it like I tried really hard to get into the studio and make it better and it just lost 
It lost it. Yeah. Lost the vibe. Yeah, so we just kept wow. the raw the raw original take of everything. And it just there was something mm-hmm. uh and actually by the end of the even on body, I feel like making so much music in a year, I feel like we grew and I grew as a producer as far as learning to trust my own gut more and moving quicker and being okay with imperfections and knowing where the imperfections should be. Uh, Body, I think, was the first album that we didn't use any auto-tuning, really, mm-hmm. um, ever. Oh. Uh, there was, I think there's maybe a, two two songs that there was a couple background vocals that were sticking out weird that I wanted to not stick out weird, so I did something to them. But for the most part, it's just like, <laughs> let the vocal be the vocal, and if it's raw, it's raw. And um, I mean, we tried to get good takes and stuff, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There was, it was having comfort in the, your own art's imperfections i th- i like that in other art yeah, so we're tra- yeah well it feels more human yeah. and sometimes it's the ones those that i end up liking the best like i lo- i love that track where michael just like you can hear him breathe at the beginning and he just yeah. it's just him and his guitar and and i don't know i think it make it does something within your own brain of going oh like i'm i'm listening to a human being yeah, it makes it more vulnerable and raw, and I feel like it allows you to connect to it more on a spiritual level. Yeah. It just, okay. it gives it this certain, it just has this certain texture to it. At, yeah. Not not every imperfection can create texture, obviously, but like you were saying, it's it's where the imperfections are, and, and when you listen to Body, like that, that breath at the beginning of that song is very is very much a texture choice and it, you can just the music just has a certain effect hmm. because it feels uh so real it feels so, i don't i don't know what it is but it it totally is working you know to to have mm-hmm. that like comf- comfortableness in your own music i think that's a part of the the thing that produces that that effect hmm. yeah yeah what would be like the one thing that you would want someone to get from your music or this trilogy of albums I would want them to get that it's it's okay like to walk where your heart is leading you. And yeah. It's important to face the questions or face even your own darkness. Like it's when people just shove it away or just turn away and don't really face any kind of darkness within their, themselves or doubt within themselves that they start living kind of a half life, you know. And just pretend mm-hmm. yeah but when you absolutely. lean in yeah and like it's when you lean into it into anything of it really like leaning into suffering leaning into joy mm-hmm. the, the pr- being present and honest where you are um i think that's so valuable and so many people haven't been given the permission um to do yeah. so and so i think that's like the to open the human uh, that I think that in itself like opens the human heart and keeps our heart soft and I know that that that's our that's always been our number one thing is what do we want to do with our music we want to open the human heart like there's there's there yeah there's a lot of other wonderful art out there that does a lot of other other good Mm -hmm. things but we're we're always going to be talking about our beliefs and what we think is true and we do that because we believe that does open open the heart for me i i hope that the i mean the whole idea of one wildlife getting people to think about their lives on a deeper level mm-hmm. um absolutely 
and to yeah. be to be present with like Lisa was saying in whatever point of their journey they're at really present in it if they're if they're in the college you know eating ramen every night stage and like being there (laughs) being there and not just like I can't wait until I have a job and a wife and a whatever like be where you're at and live it to the fullest and even even the painful experiences and even like just be in the life that you're in and see it for what it is because that's all we have really that's what the the life is just a series of moments right so it does it's never anything but the moment and um so to me that's what like when you kind of take stock that's what the whole album was the whole trilogy was was like kind of taking stock of what is my life what am i what am i doing on this earth what are we doing together um Mm -hmm. what do i believe all these things they should all lead to this moment I'm here and am I present here or am I all worried about the future or the past or whatever, but I'm going to be in this moment and present in love. To me, that's where all the, all the roads lead of as far down as you can go down the rabbit hole of any of those directions. Um, right. That's where it all comes down to. When I, when I get to that, when I get to that place where I stop being present and I, um, and I feel disconnected from the moments that exist right now, which is happening more now than it, than it used to, like a lot more frequently. One of the, one of the things that, uh, that has helped ground me in my moments a little bit more is that song, To Live in Love. And, mm. I, and I, I hear it, and it's, and it's serene, and it's, and it's truthful, and it, and it pulls me into, into the moment a little bit. And going off of that, I wanted to uh, just a just a question about you know living in the moment and and knowing who we are and and what it's how life is how life is about something uh, a lot more magical than people sometimes uh, like to remember or like to forget. We're we're interviewing you guys at this very interesting point in time where <laughs> we've just had the uh, the United States election and. Donald Trump is the president elect and Mm -hmm. nobody saw it coming as far as I'm concerned. And I think we're all a little bit blown away and we're all a little bit thrown off and everyone's still in this shell shock mode. I mean, this is the the day after we're, we're recording this episode that it was announced. And I, I I don't know about what you, uh, Michael and Lisa have experienced uh, as of today, me and John were talking about it before we got on the phone with you. Uh, there's just been this there's been this extreme hatred that I've seen uh just just rising up in the past uh you know 12 hours yeah and this 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 aggressive nature uh and I know that this is kind of this is kind of petty but people even posting on Facebook I'm going to unfriend you if you voted for that man and and I understand that the that I understand the difference the the, the differences in, in political choices was very uh, intense this election, but it to me it feels like there that we need to get beyond this moment a little bit, in in the terms of we can't we can't be so aggressive like that's not that like there's so much more that's that is uh, ahead of us. And and now I feel like I'm 
I'm rambling a little bit. So I just want you guys to, to sort of comment on, on what, what we do, you know? Like, I mean, nobody's really, nobody's really excited about this. Uh, and just ways and I, to stay positive in you yeah, know, exactly. a time when really yeah. there's not a lot of people being positive about these next four years. And really, you know, we live in this system where this is how it worked out. You know, we live in this democracy and the majority voted. And so kind of just honoring that system but then also not being happy about it it's like there's this weird contrast and I, I saw you guys wrote this really nice facebook uh post and just we were hoping you could just go into that and maybe give a little shred of hope for us i'll let you go first or would you want me to go, go first you go first because <laughs> you got a lot <laughs> we got another hour guys <laughs> um i woke up this morning and could hardly get out of bed because of the weight, you know, sinking in, the realization of our future, the possibilities. My friends, what kind of hate are they gonna, my black friends face, my gay friends, my daughters, this sex, you know, this saying sexism is okay. Um, all these things I'm thinking about, and so it's very, very, yeah. yeah very obviously that day for so many people, but it, I went to the corner coffee shop and I was playing with my daughter because I just really felt like, man, I like being with children is, uh, there's something about the innocence of kids and the present and you know, the presentness of them, you know. And uh, it was really, really wonderful being with my daughter, Lucy, who's two. And so we're playing and she kind of, we were hearing other people talk about the elections and she kind of got caught the attention of this whole group of people. And before you know it, we're all like seven, seven of us are just total strangers talking about this. And we start out talking about the problems. And then we start talking about love and how, what we're going to do about this and how we start looking at ourselves, how we can make a difference and how that starts within our own heart. And I think there's something to be said about pain and suffering, how it can be a quite, uh, I mean, it, it, I didn't know any of those people, and I wouldn't have talked to them previous to this, and how all of a sudden we're all talking and sharing our stories and talking about love and what we could do in our own lives and how, you know, we all have this... Um, I don't. I don't know. It just. It was. It was a really beautiful moment of vulnerability and really seeing yeah. each other. I mean, we all felt it. We were like at the end, we all kind of looked at each other. We we're like, "Well, that's nice to meet you. Wow!" And we took a moment and breathed. And there, and this one girl goes, "I feel amazing. Like I woke up this morning and I couldn't get out of bed, and now just sharing my concerns with you guys and hearing other people talk about love, I feel so good. And that doesn't." necessarily change the future of what Trump is going to do you know it's not like all right yeah. now everything's fixed and amazing but I mean right. I felt those I had that experience as well when we had our youngest and I'm devastated that she's going to have to have heart surgery and in the middle of this total brokenness and vulnerability how like mm -hmm. people showing me love and accepting me even though I was just ashamed of my own feelings like there's there's really something beautiful, I think, that can happen in the wreckage of something, in, in, in the suffering. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think th- that people could just, first of all, just need some time. Um, even by, I mean, by the time people hear this rec- this episode, it's probably going to feel quite different than it does today. I mean, you yeah. can think about how long ago yesterday afternoon felt feels like at this point and how different we felt yeah. yesterday afternoon about That's the world. That's so true. <laughs> just like... Um, it's yeah. so true. And so on social media, some of the thing that's that I've kind of been saying today is like, let let us grieve. Let people that need to mourn, mourn. Don't mm-hmm. try to fix it with your pithy religious sayings. Don't get on and say, yeah. God's on the throne and Jesus is king of kings still. It's like, shut up. <laughs> people are, yeah. are yep. it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate time, whether those things are true or not. It's an inappropriate mm-hmm. time to say that, um, right? Just yeah. like it'd be an inappropriate time when people, anytime people are grieving, you don't go and just try to add pithy sayings to their lives. That doesn't. It's always it's always the wrong thing to do. Be present, right. listen, shut up, and um, <laughs> people are in real pain. Whether you disagree, whether you're excited about Trump winning or not. There's people that are in real suffering today that are terrified of the future. And yeah. I think I think some of that fear will soften over the coming weeks. I still, you know, I'm a weird person. I mentioned my five Enneagram in my head. Some of the way I cope <laughs> yeah. is by going all the way in to the to the void where like I just had a conversation <laughs> with Mike. Right. Mike, uh, science Mike, before this conversation, we were just like, it started with both of us just so gloomy. Um, and the, I mean, because we have now, when you're looking at his 100-day plan and the he's appointed as the head of the is it EPA or whatever, um, a person that doesn't believe in climate change, the president doesn't believe in climate change at a time that's so critical for human existence to th- to be able to mm-hmm. exist on this planet within the next century we're at a critical yeah. like we have to curb all this stuff to have somebody take the white house right now that is going to undo everything that obama did for all that and and move ahead with like just taking away all restrictions against coal whatever it's like really an existentially frightening thing just that just that is existentially yeah. frightening mm-hmm yet alone nuclear and all all the crazy world relationships with Russia and North Korea is so excited about Trump being elected. You know, like, there's so many ways we're like, yeah. okay, so we might, we really, there's a good chance we're going to die in nuclear fire within these next four years. And mm-hmm. then we go into that totally. And then by the end, we're finally laughing. Because <laughs> it's like, right. you yeah. go yeah. all the way in. And it's like, I mean, maybe humanity is just this pattern of energy in the universe that it was had a good little run and now it's done. And like, yeah. And what, you know, like yeah. then you go all the way in and then finally we're just, I guess let's just enjoy the sun right now. It's sunny out and it's night. Yeah. <laughs> you get, back, get back to the moment. Yeah. Go all the way in. Um, that, that helps for me. We have no control of anything. I mean, we could have had the perfect candidate, get elected and we all get struck by a meteor tomorrow and none of us exist anymore. So there who humanity exactly. has no control of the universe. Um, time to just come to terms with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I think give it some time, let people gives people space to mourn. And then those of you that are concerned about the, those of us that are concerned about 
the policies, the value systems that have given rise to this circumstance in America. We need to be less apathetic. We need to get involved in grassroots ways of making a difference in the world, not just with our vote, yeah. but like the way we spend our money for if it's going to have to come down to now, apparently the government's not going to do anything to curb uh, carbon emissions. So we're going to have to start recognizing which corporations are responsible for being irresponsible in the earth mm-hmm. um, ourselves. And we have to take that more seriously because if we're apathetic and we don't care, we're going to kill ourselves. That's just where we're at. We are at that point. We're like, we are going to destroy humanity um, unless yeah. we start taking it more seriously. So, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. the thing to do. I think is you can't just sit around and moan and whine all day. I mean, we, t- we have a time to mourn, be sad about what some of us think is a, a huge step backwards. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, stand up, brush yourself off and get to work. And I think it's always important to remember that, you know, we're just as strong today as we were yesterday and we're just as strong today as we will be tomorrow. And it really doesn't matter, you know, who in essence is in control of our country. You know, we are still the same whether or not he is president or Hillary would be president or Gary Johnson would have been president. You know, we are still the same as a human being and as, you know, just our overall essence. And I think that can get lost in these times when we just feel so lost and unsure. Um, We forget how strong we are and how we can always keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I think just to end it, because we always talk about movies and TV shows. So we just want to end with a lighthearted question. And what has been your favorite show to binge watch? (laughs) Oh, The Office. Oh, that's such a good one. That's a good one. We recently watched the whole thing again. It's so good. What's What's another binge watch? I mean, the the recent one is Stranger Things. That was a great binge watch recently. Oh, yeah. Um, I was the wall for Halloween, the Christmas light wall. That's what I was for Halloween. Yeah, nice. Oh, I get it, Essie. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, he just strung Christmas lights across his chest it, and put the letters below them. It's pretty, it was uh, cooler oh. than it sounds. It's, it sounds yeah. pretty terrible, but it was actually pretty good. It was pretty ingenious. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. good. I wanted to be the little girl, but I, di- I didn't want to shave my head. I was, oh. So, oh, I was, yeah. so I was... That's so sacrifice I was, uh, right there. We went as the first, uh, pres- the first uh, debate. Michael yeah. was... I was Lester Holt. Uh, Lester Holt. I was Hillary. Our daughter, two-year-old daughter, was Trump, which now feels. Oh, wow. oh my gosh, that's so good. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sh- so the pictures, funny. The pictures are pretty good. Yeah, you can see them on our Instagram. If anyone she wants has that. We. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. gonna go look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. I think that brings us to the end of the episode, John. Yeah, I think so. This has been yeah. great. I've just been like oh, sitting yeah, here taking amazing. it all in and just like being like, yes. I agree. Oh, cool. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you guys. Yeah, we're, we're it's a pleasure to be on this. Yeah. yeah. And where can people find you guys in the media realm? Um, so we have like separate It's separate all Gunger music. And then, Go to, and then Gunger mm. stuff, yeah. Well, Gungermusic.com yeah. and at Gunger Music. Our handle is always Gung- yeah, at Gunger Music on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Yeah. And then Michael has his own, just okay. Michael Gunger, and I've got my own Lisa Gunger. And any anybody listening to this episode right now, I know we've already talked about the One Wildlife Trilogy 
mm-hmm. multiple times over the past like three to four episodes. But if yep. you still have not listened to it or bought it or experienced it, please do. You must. It's it's so good. And I'm oh, so glad you. that you guys, you guys that you guys made it. Like it's been such a it's been such a powerful like it's been a device it's been it's been this trigger in my life for the past year and it's it's amazing and i just can't i can't help but thank you thank you guys over and over again for it it's it's thank you so much that's very kind thank you so much everybody hope we don't burn up in nuclear fire soon thank you (laughs) 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 Uh, bye guys we can only hope bye